Coming up next, talk some high school football. How about the national top 100? It's already out, the preseason poll. Jeff Fisher, High School Football America. Coming up next on a game day Saturday morning here on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. Sam Grinshaw with you. I'm in the Kia Studio. Sun kind of starting to come up on a game day Saturday morning. And it's a few weeks before, you know, high school starts and high school football starts and that, that type of thing. But just like all other sports, uh, the preseason rankings come out, the preseason polls and publications and websites, uh, just to give people something to talk about until the teams actually take to the field. And it happens also for high school football. And the people who do it are the folks at High School Football America. And joining us now on the waitfor.com outline is Jeff, Jeff Fisher of High School Football America. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, Sam. Good morning. How you doing? Always, always good catching up with you. Um, and uh, it's great to talk high school football, especially since we have a preseason poll. Now, it's a preseason 100. It's something you do every year. Before we get started on who's where, tell us your process for, for who lands where. <laughs> well, when I joined you last year, I said I, I, I do this A for the fans and B to see how thick my skin is. But ultimately, <laughs> what we use is an algorithm that we created. Uh, I created it back in 2013. I thought there might be a better way to do national rankings. So um, basically, the algorithm itself is is designed to work in season. You know, the results on the field tell you what's happening there. But fans just kind of clamor for the preseason. As you know, we all get a little excited. We get bored of seven on seven and get ready for the the fall camps to open. So we kind of dumb it down a little bit. We pull out some of the criteria we normally use, but at this time of year, the big thing that comes in is strength of schedule and returning players. There's some other factors in their history and all that, but we put it all into till the algorithm. We, we spit out a, a top 100 preseason. We then have an on the bubble for 101 through number 125. And then just to make sure we don't have too many people yelling at us, we do an honorable mention. So basically, what you see at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com are 250 teams that we released yesterday in the top 250. Okay. With that said, we look at the top and, and we see a couple of teams from California, but teams that we're familiar with who normally you know, we see uh, up in that area, Marta Day and, and, and St. John Bosco. Right. Now, California has a tremendous amount of talent out there. And in that Trinity League, which would be, uh, you know, the, the, the best of the best in, in America, those two guys have, have spent the better part of the last three or four years battling back and forth. And what you really see at the top with Modern Day and St. John Bosco and, and all the teams in the, in the top four, and they're all private schools, which is another conversation, is they're all playing great out-of-state schedules. And the reason for that is nobody really wants to play them in-state. So now all these, these uh, privates that uh, everybody in Georgia even knows about, they're crisscrossing the country trying to play each other. And I know we'll talk about Milton, and Milton's got one where they go out there and play number uh, number two St. John Bosco. But uh, the top of the poll is California-dominated, but not to give away the secret here, it was a heck of a year uh, as far as the release of the top 100 for Georgia. Twelve teams in all in the top 100. And tell us who that first one is. And some folks may be a little surprised at this because there's been a lot of change there. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, uh, Rush Probst is gone at Colquitt County, but uh, uh, not the talent and not the tradition. And the, the Packers uh, are the lead team in Georgia, if you will, in the preseason 100 at number 12. It'll be interesting to see what happens there, of course. What, four of the last five years in the state championship game? 
uh, Justin Rogers coming over from Jones County. I actually was down at Jones County uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, just working down there on something and, and got to learn a little bit about how the community felt about Justin. And they said, uh, we lost a real good one, and they think he's going to be a perfect plug in there. But at the end of the day, the Packers, you know, are one of those reload situations. Uh, I think at the end of the day, um, and I think you and I have talked about this offline at least, you know, rush probes, no matter what you think of them, shines a big light. And some stuff went down there that wasn't good, but, but Colquitt County is going to be fine. And, you know, coming into this, we're going to find out right off the bat how good they are. They got North Gwinnett, a team that's sitting number 50 there, and then they're going to go out of state in the middle of uh, October there to take on a Trinity Christian Academy out of Jacksonville that's uh, just outside of our top 100. So uh, all of these teams in Georgia that we're going to talk about here play very, very tough schedules, and, and they're going to be beating up on each other. So what you may do in the regular season may come back in the playoffs because you know what that's like here in the, in the biggest classification. Spending time on the Wait For It Come Hotline with Jeff Fisher this morning from High School Football America. They've released their top 100, and 12 teams from the state of Georgia are listed in the top 100 in the nation. And we got Colquitt at number 12. Uh, we come all the way down now to the next one. It's McEachern. A coaching change there as well for them, and they're at 33. Yeah, isn't it ironic the top two teams in Georgia have uh, have new coaches uh, there with Franklin Stevens taking over. I um, got to see McGee turn twice last year in person. I saw him get taken to the woodshed at the Corky Kell by Colquitt in the season opener, right? And then I, I saw him take down a very good Cedar Grove team. What I like about them is their physical front. And, and I'll tell you what, I've seen a lot of football. I'm 58 years old. I'm an old guy, so I've seen, I don't know, how many in person plus so much tape. 1,200 in person. Jamil Burroughs, the, the Georgia commit, uh, verbal commit. Uh, that kid is a stud. I think defensively they're good. They have enough talent there on the offense as well. I know some people, when I uh, put that out, that McEachern was 33, had their eyebrows raised, but I'm, I'm telling you, there, there's some championship uh, quality talent there. All right, looking at some other teams on the list, you got Parkview here, and I know they've been they've been on a bit they've been they've been on a bill out in Lilburn for the last few years to get back, and they're at thirty seven. Yeah, and 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 they I think sneaked up on some teams last year. They were in our honorable mention at the uh, at the beginning of the year, but I think that they much like McEachern, uh have some good defensive talent there. And again, you know, the big thing in seven A right is is going through a meat grinder. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I've again been around around a lot of football. The seven A classification in Georgia when you get to the postseason. It's you know whoever shows up that night. There, there, there's talent there to win on either side of the ball once you get first around that uh, past that first round. Yep, we got Archer 43. We got North Gwinnett at 50. You got Lowndes at 52. I'm coming down to the defending state champion Milton. Uh, you mentioned mm-hmm. they got a big game out in Cal- with the team in California. They're coming in at 55. Yeah, and and to be honest with you, that was the the great story last year watching that run. By the Eagles and, and Jordan Yates, who's you know going on to Georgia Tech. I mean, I, I, again, out of all the football I've seen in that state championship game when the Eagles took down Colquitt, uh, you know there, there was a tremendous amount of football talent there for the Eagles. But Jordan Yates kind of willed that team to victory. It'll be interesting to see how they replace them. But you know they're stepping up that program. Last year they they beat uh, a two-time defending state champ in, in Cardinal Gibbons. That kind of opened everybody's eyes. That trip out west is going to be. Tough. 
having lived in California for six years before moving here to Atlanta, the one thing that I know when a lot of great teams from the East go out West, it's difficult because when you play an, you know, a seven o'clock or eight o'clock California kickoff, that means the boys are playing on a 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock schedule. It doesn't matter how soon you get out there. It's hard to adjust to that, but that'll be a good one. Uh, DJ Ugalele, the uh, big quarterback who's coming to Clemson, uh, will be a real test for the, the, the Milton defense. Yeah, I heard about him. Heard exciting things about him. This list is here, and we're up against. We're gonna uh, we'll let you go. We yep. have the Jeff. We got the. Of course, we're gonna have you back more as we get closer to the season and to get into it. But the rest of the list have a lot of uh, teams from the area and from around the state. Twelve in all have made this top uh, one hundred. Of course, you can follow on Twitter at HSFB America, at HSFB America. Jeff Fisher, always good catching up with you, and let's do it again soon. We will, Sam. Thanks. I appreciate your time. Have a great one. All right, you too now. That is Jeff Fisher from High School Football America uh, with the top 100. We get, when we come back on the other side of the break, we'll run down who some of these other teams are as we continue 